Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cuomo on the Couch, a special episode of the Chris Cuomo Project podcast. I, of course, am he. Thank you very much. Subscribe, follow. Don't forget the free agent merch. It's moving. I'd like to move it more because I want you to wear your independence, okay, literally and figuratively. That is the cure to our political ills, although we're not talking politics today. Got to move away from the parties. You got to make them chase you, not vice versa. Look at everything we're seeing in us right now. You know it's a game. You know they're playing. It's so obvious and ugly, but yet it continues and continues. Why? Two parties, one way. Zero sum. Binary. So, look, the answer to making that better is in ourselves. And on that note, I want to move into the self and another episode of how you don't want to be me. getting warmer, you want to be fit, you don't want to be inside, you know what that's a recipe for. Fueling up with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Factor, meet your wellness goals in time for summer. You need the right fuel. You can't out-train your diet. You need chef-crafted meals. Calorie smart, protein plus, keto, whatever your vibe is. Factors, fresh, never frozen meals, key to keeping the nutritional value, are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, you're busy? Of course you are. You want to get out, but you want to enjoy something that's giving you what you need, including great taste. That's what Factor's all about. Head to factormeals.com slash Cuomo50. Use code Cuomo50. Why is it 50? Because you get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off the next month. That's code Cuomo50 at factormeals.com slash Cuomo50, and you get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Listen, my brothers and sisters, you know that I take my health seriously, right? I'm an aging athlete. I'm dealing with long COVID. That's why AG1 is a big part of my game, and I have been taking it for many years. Why? Because it's one and done. I don't have to worry about the combinations. I don't have to worry about the price the same way. It's so much less expensive than taking all these things separately. And it's the deliverability. It's just a scoop and a glass of warm water for me, but you can put a scoop of it in whatever you want. And boop, down the hatch, and that's that. People ask me all the time, AG1, do you really take it? Yeah, it's all over my house. And I've been drinking it for a long time, and I think it works. I have partnered with AG1 for so long because they make a high-quality product that I trust to have as part of my routine every day. So, you want to replace whatever you're doing now? Start AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash ccp. That's drinkag1.com slash ccp. Check it out. Uh, We'll do it this way today. Who makes mistakes? Okay. Greg didn't raise his hand. Such a punk. Um... Who makes mistakes often? Who makes mistakes often, even though 
they have told themselves they don't want to make that mistake again. This falls into the category of bad habits, okay? A habit is something that you do on not just a lot, but it's something that you do in set conditions, meaning, uh, for instance, when you're stressed out, you smoke a cigarette or you drink or you eat, right? It's not that you just eat at a certain time every day. You could make that a habit, but sometimes things trigger behaviors and that can be a habit in and of itself. So I have done a lot of study on this, a lot of work on it, because I make a ton of mistakes. And often people think I'm joking when I say I am shocked at my ability to make the same mistake multiple times. But I do, especially with negative behaviors. So I did a lot of research into it, and I have figured out why that is and what I can do about it to make it less likely, increase my level of satisfaction with my own behavior and the satisfaction of those around me who are affected by my behaviors. But guess what? I don't do it. So I know the answer. I'm going to give the answer to you because I hope that you have better fortune, better chance, better opportunity in your own life to make this stuff stick, okay? I've done the homework. I have made the mistakes, and I know how to make it better, but I really struggle with it. And I think part of that is just the human condition. Part of it is just being flawed, and of a certain age, and I think maybe that's a little bit of an excuse, but I'll take you through the research. So basically what I'm reading off of is this. This is a little flow chart of how my brain works. Some of the scribbles on the side are just about breaking down you to the different branches of philosophy because we're gonna get to that. And no, it's not some, everything I talk about is real life, is practical, is what I've learned through my own struggle and whatever successes or lack of successes I've had. When you make a mistake, there, there are two options, right? You fix it or you repeat it. One of two things is going to happen. Any context, uh, you eat something you didn't want to do, uh, you hurt somebody's feelings, you do a negative behavior, whatever it is. If you fix it, that is very special personality type with a certain set of tools and skills. And then the only question becomes, well, with what frequency are you making a mistake and how long does it take you to fix it? And that is going to take us to the same place that the rest of us go when we don't immediately fix, okay? So for people like me, it's you make a mistake and then you have a list of R's. You repeat mistakes, meaning what? Every time you get provoked, you respond the same way. Every time you get stressed, you exhibit the same behavior, negative behaviors. That's why I'm saying mistakes. Now, some people will say in certain contexts, there are mistakes. I'm not talking metaphysically here. I'm talking about practically in your own life. And if you do something that you don't want to do, even if it's on purpose, it's a mistake because it takes you into a, a direction and a situation you didn't want to be in. So when you make mistakes, you tend to repeat mistakes. You tend to then regret that you repeat the mistakes. And the thought for me with regret Everybody tells you regret is a waste of time. Anything you read about self-help will say, don't regret. It's a total waste of energy. Just focus on doing the next right thing. That's a huge proposition in recovery. And I do it horribly. So I regret. I live in a state of regret very often. I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did this to my kid, my wife, my friend, my boss, my audience, whatever it is, fill in the blank. And I'll like dwell on that and stew in it. Now, Here's what I learned. 
by being in a situation of regret, it may feel like the right thing to do. To me, it does sometimes. It's like, no, I have to pay for this. I must feel badly about myself because that is the price. Self-loathing. But it turns out that the regret leads you to another R that is not a good one. Resistance. You think, or I think, okay? Anytime I say you, I really mean me because I only know me. I only know what I've done and what I've read and what I've been counseled on about me, okay? So I'm not going to speak many things as general propositions because everybody's different and you have your own experience. So you make a mistake, you repeat the mistakes, you regret that, and in that regret is resistance to change because you're spending your energy doing what? Dwelling on what you did wrong instead of how to make it better. See, that's the problem with regret. That's why regret is such an enemy to any type of improvement. Because now some will say, well, no, hold on, context, context. In the law, when we're doing punishment, we want to know that somebody feels sorry for something. Some are okay, but they're not going to really get another chance to do it right or wrong again, right? So this is just going to be measuring how much punishment they get for what they did. See, we are very fortunate. Do you regret that you stole the bread? Yes, I'm so sorry. I'll never steal bread again. Well, I know because I'm going to lock you up. Uh, but I'm not going to lock you up for as long because you're not happy about what you did. Different context. Here, regret dwelling in what you did wrong really does not help you do something better. It doesn't help you remedy to stick with ours. So within that, regret is resistance to change. And I fool myself into thinking, oh no, I'm like prepping for change because I'm so pissed off about what I did. No, I'm just dwelling in what is actually a comfort zone for me. It's actually more comfortable for me to be in the Chris sucks mode than in the what Chris did, said, felt, whatever, sucked. Let's fix, ask for forgiveness, make amends, say you're sorry, do it differently, right? We know all the things. It's just about whether you do it. And I am in a condition of resistance to that because I am consumed by regret. Now, here's the good news. I know this is true <laughs> in psychology because I've had clinicians explain it to me and I have read about it. So I know this stuff is true. I just don't do it. We'll get to that. Mistakes. If you fix, then it's about the frequency, how quickly it takes you to fix. That's going to lead you down to a strategy point. We're going to wind up having to figure out strategy anyway. But for most of us, again, it's you make mistakes, you make them repeatedly. You then, once you recognize that, another R, you regret it. But when you are consumed in that regret mode, that is actually functionally a resistance to doing something better or different because you're too busy feeling shitty about what you did. Now you have to get to a place where you relent. Now this is a very interesting word, relent. The Latin is like lente slowly, but relenting is actually the process of dissolving something that is bad. It's actually a melting away of something that is bad, becoming less harsh, less abrasive. It's interesting. It's worth looking up the word. You have to relent at some point. You have to decide to melt this negative energy that has you in this feedback loop that has you making the mistakes again. Because eventually, if you're like me, you arrive at a place where you're like, well, why wouldn't I keep screwing it up? 
Why wouldn't I? I'm a shitty fill in the blank. Uh, whatever it is, I'm a shitty uh, basketball player on my team in high school, uh, a coworker, uh, girlfriend to my boyfriend, wife to my husband, you know, vice versa, husband to my wife, whatever the partnership is. I'm lousy at this, so why wouldn't I keep doing these things? I'm a lousy parent. Why wouldn't I keep getting into fights with this kid who just doesn't know how to express what they feel? Why wouldn't I? That's what I do, because I suck. It's easy to get caught in that loop. Now, once you go down that road, which I have many, many times, today, in fact, even worse when I'm sick. I'm sick, and I don't even know. This is like a weird sickness. I don't have the Rona. I keep testing. Greg was like, finally, eyes poked. Ooh, what? Um, don't have the Rona. Um, but I have something. I don't know. It's just causing a malaise, some sweats, sinus congestion. I don't want to take an antibiotic because I don't really have an infection yet. So I'm just like waiting. It's been days. And when I'm in this mode, now what happens? Well, you get frustrated because you can't do what you usually do. Your energy curve is off. You feel like shit. Now what happens? Well, you're going to have some behavioral issues, right? You're going to have to stay on your game. Okay. I don't do that well. Moms do that much better uh, than dads. Uh, and I know that's general, but I do believe you guys are better at sucking it up and doing for others. I don't think that's as much the natural condition in the, in the uh, common or whatever now, esoteric, um, arcane family uh, structure of a mommy and a daddy. Uh, and as long as kids are getting love and attention, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying my wife carries the ball a lot more than I do, and she carries it much better when she's struggling or under stress, I would argue, than I do. But never mind about that. Eventually, so now I'm even more prone to this loop. Make a mistake, gonna repeat the mistake because you're in a bad mood. Now I'm gonna regret it. I can't believe I did this. And while I'm doing that, I'm resisting getting any better. And eventually it's like, okay, how do I deal with this? Ah, now that's where you get very quickly if you're able to fix with a relatively short frequency, meaning you're gonna do it pretty quickly. Strategy, strategy. We need strategies. We need plans. We need sets of what to do's when we get into certain situations, such as you've lost weight. You're down 20. Wow. Uh-oh. You just put on five. In just a weekend? What? Yep. Now, what usually will happen to people, and I'm sure many of you know this, once you start gaining it back, you, you know, you're like, oh, I knew it. You get into self-loathing, negative behaviors become self-actualizing. You start doing more and more negative things and there it goes the other way. Well, I'm still down 15, I'm still down 10, I'm still down eight, I'm still down six, I'm still down four, right? Why? Strategy, strategy. In most cases, what you've done is you've stopped the strategy that got you into the weight loss. You're doing Noom or you're doing one of these apps or whatever it is, you joined a class, you got a buddy, whatever it is that helps you get it down in the first place. You've abandoned that and we need strategies. We need strategies. I am blessed with a life coach, a therapist who has been giving me strategies for years, years. And look, you can find them anywhere. You can make them up yourself. And some of them are so simple, but effective. For instance, this is documented, all right? Not just through literally ancient philosophy, ancient reckonings of behavior. Like I'm talking back to the Stoics, the Greeks, okay? When they were somebody, 
count to 10. Uh, one of the ancient philosophers used to counsel his students to say the entire Greek alphabet, 26, 28, whatever it was, before responding. Time. Time is a great strategy when it comes to controlling anger, temper, time. So it can be as something as simple as that. For, for diet, it, it always, look, it's always simple if you, if you want to commit, right? So it's the, I need a snack, I'm stressed out. Well, what is the snack? Is it going to be Nutella and peanut butter? Or is it going to be a bag of carrots? Oh, but that's still sugar. Yeah, but it ain't Nutella and Skippy, is it? See what I'm saying? Strategies. Uh, your, your daughter's pissing you off. Um, walk out of the room. You know, you got to have strategies. And you, and you have to think of the strategies in the calm moment, okay? In that regret mode. And how you get out of regret and you get into reset is strategy. Strategy. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from AG1. Listen, my brothers and sisters, you know that I take my health seriously, right? I'm an aging athlete. I'm dealing with long COVID. That's why AG1 is a big part of my game, and I have been taking it for many years. Why? Because it's one and done. I don't have to worry about the combinations. I don't have to worry about the price the same way. It's so much less expensive than taking all these things separately. And it's the deliverability. It's just a scoop and a glass of warm water for me, but you can put a scoop of it in whatever you want. And boop, down the hatch, and that's that. People ask me all the time, AG1, do you really take it? Yeah, it's all over my house. And I've been drinking it for a long time, and I think it works. I have partnered with AG1 for so long because they make a high-quality product that I trust to have as part of my routine every day. So, you want to replace whatever you're doing now? Start AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash ccp. That's drinkag1.com slash ccp. Check it out. Support for the Chris Cuomo Project comes from Done With Debt. This is a big one, especially in America, man. You need Done With Debt. If you're one of us who's addicted to credit, you need Done With Debt because you're going to bed thinking about how much you owe and what the minimum amount payable is and what are you going to do and you're never going to get out from under it. And look, is it your fault? Yeah, in part, take responsibility for your spending, but also... The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans. It's almost impossible to pay off your debt once you get into that cycle. Insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. And that's why you need Done With Debt because Done With Debt is your lifeline. Done With Debt has an ingenious new strategy to help you deal with debt faster than most of us would think possible. Done With Debt analyzes your debt gives you options that you'll qualify for. Done With Debt knows how to reduce bills, cut interest rates. They've got skilled staff at Done With Debt that will negotiate, figure out how to get better deals. So here's how easy they'll make it. Go to donewithdebt.com, donewithdebt.com, and start getting out from under the problem and toward the solution. You got debt? You need done with debt. Now, too many of us choose, and by too many of us, see, I said I wouldn't generalize. That's me running away 
from my own sense of blame. I tend to go to regret instead of reset with strategy. Why? Comfort zone. Comfort zone. Always been this way as far as I can remember. And I've always been around this. No excuses. I make my own choice about how I want to be. It's nobody else's doing other than my own. So I make this choice. I would rather be angry at myself than work on the strategy to fix what I'm angry at myself about. And that's just stupid. But people are stupid. People are weak. People are flawed. Now, the science of strategy is very interesting. And you may have heard this, but you need to put it into practice. I don't. What you do often, you will do well. What you do often, you will do well. Why? Practice, familiarity, habit. Second, the best way to change human behavior is, and dogs, is to reward the correct behavior, not to punish the wrong behavior. I disagreed with this. I hated this. I fought this for years. I believed, especially with parenting, especially parenting with a boy, that it needed to be a uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Now, not literally hitting someone with a stick or a switch, as we used to say, but that you have to be hard, man to man. It's bullshit. And you got to punish him. You got to punish him hard. And he's got to know if you do that again, you're going to get one of these daddy shit, you know, wrong. Now you can do it that way and it may work, but it's really, uh, the exception, not the rule. The exception is you beat my ass. I probably won't do what you don't want me to do right then, but I will figure out another way to do it. That's the science. That's the research. Many, many years. Look up Kazdin, K-A-Z-D-I-N. K-A-Z-D-I-N, Yale uh, Child uh, Development Center, uh, Behavioral Center. I don't know if he's still there, but his research is. And I learned from him. I actually did a whole special on it at 2020. What you reward happens more often. And what you do often, you'll do well. So where's my mistake? I do the opposite. I, I try with the people around me, you know, I mean, it's really just, my kids, you know, because who else's behavior am I really? Well, although, you know, that's, that's a cop-out. You know, whether it's at work, anywhere you are, if you tell people, hey, man, that was good what you did. Thank you for that. There's a better chance that that happens more than these teachable moments where you're like, you see, Greg, when you don't push the button on and we do the whole interview, it turns out you don't record it. And that sucks. Uh, you know, he gets it. He gets it. That was a mistake that was made. He's never done that. He's very upset there right now. He's going over his little, you know, hand-me-downs that he's got over there. Thrift shop. And... But whereas if he's like, hey, man, I really needed a line on that ad, you know, thank you so much. That was great. It will encourage him to think up more bits and ads. And that's natural because he's intelligent and he wants to be helpful, right? So you're dealing with someone who's not a sociopath, you know, they're an empath. They want to help. Most people are empathetic. They want to relay and relate and connect. So you have an opportunity to reward people for doing what you want them to do. And you have to do that with yourself. I'm pointing at me. I don't know why I'm pointing at you because I'm the one who doesn't do it. I never 
do this. I see success as failure averted. It makes me really hard to compete against because I have no quit in me. None. I will go, I will grind, I will do. You will not outwork me. That is not going to happen. Why? I don't know, to be honest. I don't even prize work ethic that much. I think working smart is way better than just being a grinder, to be honest. But it's just how I am. However, when it comes to mistakes, once I get from, whoosh, I repeated it again. Oh God, I hate myself, regret. Oh, I'm resisting, I really have to do something. And I even get to relenting. I still default to a negative behavioral correction. You suck that you did this and then beating yourself up and all that stuff. That's what I do. Instead of catching myself doing it right, I just wait for me to do it wrong. And it's going to happen, right? For two reasons. One, I'm not perfect. And two, I'm looking forward to the mistakes because that's the feedback mechanism I get. Now, look, some chooch, mostly men, will watch this, listen or hear about it and take it out of context and be like, oh, he's just crazy. That's why men tend to suck and don't fix themselves. If you want to generalize, men love to judge. A lot of people love to judge. It makes you feel better about yourself. That's one of my problems with social media. You'd rather just kind of cruise for worse situations and things to condemn because that somehow gives you a perverse sense of superiority. But that's not how life really works. It's how social media works. It's not how reality works. Try uh, getting ahead of your job by saying, hey, you know, I may stink at my job, but the other guy's worse. Doesn't work. And it shouldn't work. So I'm telling you, I reward in myself that negative feedback loop. That's a bad strategy. In fact, it forecloses the ability to really use any good strategies. But that's what I do. And I try very hard not to do it sometimes. And because I know the science of it, what you do often, you will do well. And what you reward will be repeated. What you reward will be repeated. Hey, you came home before your curfew. Awesome. You get to stay out an hour later next weekend. Bravo. Hey, look, my car doesn't have half a McDonald's in the back of it. You can drive the truck next time you ask. It's not going to be. Yes, uh, probably not, though, because I, I don't like the way you treat it. You're going to get better behavior. Out of yourself. Look at me staying on diet today. Worked out, did what I had to do, finished uh, my task early. Good for me. You feel good about yourself, you're going to do more things that make you feel good about yourself. This is truth of the soft science of psychology. Do you do that? I hope so. I hope you do. I don't. I'm trying, but I don't. I'm consumed by my anger at myself for the mistakes that I make. And it's addictive. It is addictive, which is sad. But I must tell you, my experience with addiction recovery, which is long and deep, I know I'm not a recovering addict, by the way. I don't drink because it's helping me in my reset now and as a, a point of discipline and to not deal with whatever happens that may be dramatic or traumatic by having booze as part of my coping mechanism, which many of you do, and that's fine. I didn't want to do that. I felt that I was doing that too much when I got shit canned and in that period of inaction. Um, well, outwardly, anyway. I was doing a ton of work on myself once I got up off the floor. But it just doesn't help anything. And I'm taking a mood medication. 
and it hurts the mood medication. So if I want to not be depressed and have my emotions be more what I want them to be, why would I drink when it screws that up? So it just doesn't make sense to me. Occasionally I have a drink. We do this, I'll drink to that. Usually I just pour a little bit of tequila in it and I just taste it because I don't really need it right now. And I'm not encouraging you to drink and I'm not encouraging you not to drink. Do whatever the hell you want. You're an adult, okay? Make the choices that work for you. There's nothing right or wrong with drinking. It's about how you use it. Now, and that is actually not uh, an, a non sequitur. This is consistent. What you do often, you will do well. How you cope often is how you're going to cope. You see what I'm saying? So how you process your own mistakes is going to be how you tend to process them. And you have to employ strategies to get yourself out of a negative feedback loop if you find yourself into one. And the, the best thing I've found for myself, even if you're not really a big fan of yourself, is you owe it to the people that you're making the mistakes with. You owe it to them uh, to find a better way to do it better. Now, where that leaves us is philosophy. Whether you do it fast or you do it slow, you're going to need strategies. You got to think about the science, which we went over. And that leads you to your philosophy. People are like, philosophy, give me a break. I want practical. It is. Philosophy is the most practical thing. It is the love of knowledge. <laughs> it's, it's how to live, okay? What your philosophy is, is how you live. That's what it is. It's not a mantra. It's not something you tattoo on your arm and suddenly is. Philosophy is critical to developing the strategies and helping you understand better ways to be. Absolutely. And you know, philosophy isn't just one thing. It's the study of wisdom. So you have metaphysics, which is the uh, look at the nature of our reality. You have epistemology, which is my favorite, which is the study of how we know what we know. That really is what people think philosophy is. Epistemology is actually the specific part of philosophy and the, the, the study of philosophy, where how do we know this is true? How do we not? You know, the study of questions, which is really the most interesting to me. And then you have ethics and logic. You have the history of philosophy also, but that's history. You have ethics and logic. Ethics is what's right and what's wrong in a given situation. Logic is what arguments make sense and, and when don't they anymore. So... I really believe that that is the best way to live, is to live the examined life, to look at what you do and why you do it, to be very careful about giving into convention. Now, some people will say that this is really screwed up, what I'm about to say, but I hope you take it the right way. You have to make your own rules, okay? There are certain situations where the rules are the rules. You want to go fast, go fast. You get caught, you know that you're going over the speed limit. You're going to get jammed up. You want a, you know, you want a, whatever you want to do, okay? You have to decide what is right and wrong for you. I don't want to get into examples because somebody's going to take one of my examples out of context and exaggerate it. And there's just too much hate out there. And I literally have to think now about saying things the right way so that people won't use them the wrong way, even though they know I didn't mean it that way, because that's how screwed up we are as a culture right now. But you have to figure out what is right and wrong for you. You have to. You cannot commit yourself to somebody else's standards. It won't hold. 
It won't work. You know, even if you lose weight, but you're not losing weight you're, for yourself, it's because some man wants you to look a certain way or some woman wants you to look a certain way or you think you're supposed to look a certain way, but that's not comfortable for you. It's never going to stick. And that's just as simple as how much food you put in your face and how much you move. I mean, talk about things you control. Don't eat, move more, you'll lose weight. That's really easy. As opposed to how do you deal with anger and frustration and people who are layering on unfairness to you, who are being mean and selfish to you, what do you do? That's hard. That's way more sophisticated behavior than just no cake. So you have to make your own rules. You have to make your own standards. Of course, you have to respect the law, you know, and you have to respect certain common sense decency standards. Well, you should. But when it comes to how you judge your own behavior, you need to figure out your own standards. You got to have strategies to keep you on those standards. And I struggle with this mightily. And I know the right way to do it. And that's what I've laid out to you here. But I do not do it well. I did not do it well today. But now I have a choice. What is my choice? I don't control what happened in the past. I already effed that up. <laughs> what I control is how I feel about it and what I do next. Am I going to just steep myself in it and eat the banana pudding that my wife has left in the refrigerator as a treat for somebody and now I will eat it instead of them because I'm mad at myself? I hope not. But hope is a beggar. You decide what happens and what doesn't. And that's the beauty of it. After all, you decide. You decide how to feel about what happens and you decide what to do or not do or say or not say next. And if you employ strategy to your situations about what happens when they're right and what they're wrong and how you deal, and you have that rooted in a philosophy of how you want to be and what you want to be about, you'll keep moving on your way. And where that leads, who knows? All we control is the next step. My brothers and sisters, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to me kind of go through the agony of my own existence, but hopefully it's helpful to you. And that's what Cuomo on the Couch is all about. Soon to be just called Couch Potato if I don't get better strategies for my own eating. <laughs> I'll see you again next time. Subscribe, follow. Don't forget the free agent merch. Buy it a size up if you're like me. Don't grow into it. I'll see you next time.